Like Call It What You Want, which we know is your favorite podcast about the beautiful game, Viore is committed to delivering a great experience for everyone, which is highlighted by their new perspective on performance apparel. Everything is designed to work out in, but doesn't look or feel like it. In fact, I'm rocking their Stratotech polo right now, along with their Sunday performance jogger pants, so I can be business on top when I'm on camera, but super comfortable on the bottom. And it's just the best. Fiori gear is incredibly versatile, and it can be used for just about any activity. Running, training, swimming, lounging around, hosting podcasts, doing errands, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. And for our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash call it. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash call it. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Go to viore.com slash call it and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Everybody, welcome to Tim Lightweekie's favorite podcast in soccer we trust. I'm Jimmy Trashcan, cream cheese, Conradino Conrad, also known as Jim, alongside our resident left back, Hollywood Heath Pierce. But we are without our resident big timer, Charlie Davies, who at this very moment is doing Europa League coverage on Paramount Plus, which is very cool to see because our little baby's all grown up and he's all grown up and he's all grown up. And shout out to all you movie buffs that know that line. But Heath, Chuck or no Chuck, we got to keep this moving forward. How's your week going so far? My week's good. Uh, you know, I'm, I miss Chuck dearly, but it's like one of those things <laughs> where, you know, he's gone off to college. Uh, he says he'll come home every holiday, but, you know, it, it's TBD whether or not, you know, then he meets some new friends and those friends want to go somewhere on the holidays. And then, you know, spring break, he's going on trips. So I, you know, I fear we're just going to have to make peace. I'm just kidding. Chuck's coming back. Of course he is. Um, but yeah, I'm having a good week, Jimmy. How's yours? Yeah, it's going great. I was down here for... The Ted Lasso premiere, I'm currently in L.A. at my dad's house. Uh, he was a musician, so I got a whole bunch of drum equipment behind me. But yeah, Is that I'm true? Enjoying- he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a musician? That's great. Yeah. yeah Will he yeah. give I drum lessons? Get- I've, I, I haven't done drums in like 10 years, and I want drum lessons, Jimmy. Well, you know what? I'll ask him, but I, uh, I in particular, didn't get that gene. So oh. I moseyed over to the athletic side. Well, it's still an argument. I put quotes around athletic, but uh, I was something, and it wasn't music. So hey, but you were also a late developer, Jimmy. So you I might was. not be too late on uh, the old music front. <laughs> That's true. I'm a bit of a late bloomer, so maybe I can uh, figure it out when I get to closer to 50 years old. All right. Well, we're talking about stuff and fun stuff, and and uh, some exciting things that are happening, especially for our Charlie Davies. There is something pretty big happening for CBS Sports and and Paramount Plus in particular. And Charlie is going to make an appearance on the show, and producer Alex is going to roll that clip because Charlie's got some big news for us. Roll it, Alex. We trust fam. Jimmy Trash Can. Cheese. Cream Cheese Conrad. Heath Hollywood Pierce. I miss you guys. Sorry I couldn't be. Doesn't even know our names. I'm in London. (laughs) I forgot our names. I'm still bringing in Soccer We Trust. 
to London just to talk about the Golazo Network. We're launching a soccer-specific, 24-7 soccer-specific channel on CBS Sports. You can't miss it. And, of course, Morning Footy, the show, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. every day. We're giving you that. Me, Jenny Chu, Susanna Collins, Alexis Guerreros, Nico Cantor. I mean, you can't you can't mess with this. Let's go. So I hope to see you guys soon. I'll be on the next pod, of course. But this is massive. We're changing the <laughs> game here. And you guys, we all get to do it together. Let's go. All right. So there's there's Chuck trying to hype up his other teammates without like being disrespectful to us, Heath. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy, there's a there's a few things. One, I'm super excited about about this, of course, this, of course. this, this new show saying. and this new channel and everything that's going on. But one, obviously, amongst in, in the presence of greatness, he forgot the greatness from which he came and forgot our names, our our, yeah, our, our titles. He, he said uh, he said cheese before cream. And yeah, I, and he I, said I don't know if I can forgive him. Heath Hollywood <laughs> Pierce, and it's not. It's Hollywood Heath Pierce, but like you know semantics. Uh, and now I'm just wondering, like, uh, man, is is he like already in the process of healing, like like for <laughs> for, for, for for having left us behind? Listen, I, I watched that and I think they should have given him a second take because he yeah. was all over the place. <laughs> yeah, man. Probably <laughs> just, just, go, just, over the place. just go with it, you know? Just go uh, with it. Just go you know, with it. He, had the, he kept going with those Arthur fists too uh, together. <laughs> just, you know, we're just jealous, Jimmy. So we're going to keep on. Oh, no, we are. We are. Until, we are. Uh, but, until, but, uh, yeah. But to your point, absolutely thrilled that this is going to be the first of its kind 24 7 soccer channel and it's going to be free. You can find it on Pluto TV. As well, uh, Paramount Plus and any any and CBS Sports's uh, app. So it's going to be a lot of a lot of cool things, including the morning show, as he mentioned. I mean, two hours talking footy is pretty sick, and I'm yeah. excited to see all those personalities. We're friends with with everybody on that uh, roster of talents, and so it's going to be very cool. I don't know if you saw the promo though, Heath. We we got a little shout out. It was well, we didn't get a shout out. Me and you were in it, and Charlie was talking. So I feel like I feel like we're in, baby. I I uh, we're in. You know, is that true? I haven't seen the promo. Oh yeah, the promo came out, and it was rolled into the, like the eight-minute video that um, when Kate Abdu was talking about it, and uh, yeah, we were there. It was us at the World Cup, and and Charlie was hyping something up. But you, you see me and you smiling, so we we yeah. made the final cut, man. We made the we made the. <laughs> you know what? You know how many times I've taken credit for being in the background of a famous person and being like, yeah. So <laughs> me and uh, you know we, me and Ben Affleck, we were at this uh, premiere together, and uh, you, know, and, uh, <laughs> you know that sort of thing. So well, well, speaking of premieres, what a segue! Uh-huh. I went to the Ted Lasso premiere the other night, and I got to see the first two episodes of season three. And I don't know how many Ted Lasso fans are out there, but if you are, you're going to be thrilled because the first two are really going to set the stage for an incredible rest of the season. And so it was exciting to be there and to kind of rub shoulders with some of the cast and have mm-hmm. a good time. I saw I saw Sasha Kleschen there, so it was good to see Sasha and uh, Greg Vanny, the LA Galaxy coach, was there. I asked if Steve Trundle was going to be there, but LAFC had to fly down to Costa Rica for their Champions League game, CONCACAF Champions League game. We'll get into the CONCACAF Champions League results here shortly, but uh, pretty I cool. Thought, and by I, the way, yeah. I thought Steve, I thought Steve was on a level – that um, he he would have just jumped on the PJ from there and been able to like, you know, more of like <laughs> I, I make my own schedule kind of level after a championship, you know, like I, I can be everywhere at once when you got access to the PJ. Like no, that's what I, that's yeah. Yeah. Private jet. I, I uh, feel you on that. He he seemed a little bit disappointed he couldn't be there, but I think he knows in the back of his mind that he is a real celebrity now and they're going to be multiple, multiple mm-hmm. premieres in his future. So <laughs> I. I this was just one of many, right? I don't think it's that big of a deal anymore. Yeah, so, that's true. That's true. Yeah, but it was it was cool. It was cool to uh, actually learn a little bit more about 
the plan. The season three might not be the end. It's it's almost open ended now that there could be something else in the works, which is uh, pretty exciting. And Tim Cook was there, the guy that runs Apple. So I could have got a selfie with him. And I was like, I don't know. I know you guys think I'm that guy, but there are moments where I'm like, I don't know if I should be that guy at this particular moment. I'm a plus one here. I'm just trying to just enjoy the experience and not try to make it about me. I know it's surprising that I'm saying that out loud, but I did want to make it about me. And uh, so I didn't go get my selfie with Tim Cook, but uh, it was cool. It was cool. And and for everybody that doesn't know, Jason Sudeikis, who's Ted Lasso, the actor, he his uncle is George Went, who is Norm on Cheers. And so I got really? to meet George Went, and I thought that was pretty cool because I watched yeah. a lot of Cheers growing up. So that was yeah. that was pretty neat. Yeah. That's fair. Well, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I feel like uh, there's something about uh, the fact that you didn't go up to Tim Cook with your with your old flip phone and try to take a selfie, <laughs> a blurry selfie, not not with the uh, the, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. the products that he is he's he'd prefer you to be using. But that's pretty cool, man. Like. It is weird, Jimmy. I think we're getting to a point in our age where, like, there's some uh, nostalgia of people where, like, you know, there's the people that are younger than you, and you're like, I don't know any of these people. There's the people from the show, there's celebrities that are younger than you, and you're like, I'm not really connected to that uh, TikTok influencer necessarily. But hey, this guy from Cheers, I'll go and get his, uh, his uh, autograph or his picture. Or I'm just happy to see him. But I'm actually curious uh, from everybody that's in the comments right now as Jimmy pops off to, to do a little reset. Um, do you think there's going to be a spinoff show of of Ted Lasso? Should there be? Who should the spinoff show be uh, about? What should it feature? And maybe it is uh, end of a season three and that's the end of the show. Or maybe there's a spinoff or maybe there's a season four. But who would you love to see sort of spin off into their own show? And again, I know we've talked about this. One of the things that I, I, I liked most about Ted Lasso is that when when they were doing some and maybe it wasn't even character development at the time, but. They would always do, uh, you know, Ted Lasso would show up to these um, Steve Nash's uh, showdowns that are like these charity events. And and the original character was very, uh, very uh, American football hostile, a little bit dumb, like very intense, like just used all the words that you'd use in football, but for for uh, soccer. And it just didn't land in the way I thought it was actually kind of annoying by the end of the, the, the Jimmy, I'm talking about when they were developing Ted Lasso in the in the showdown eras. Uh, where you have a live Ted Lasso. And I just, I did not like it. I thought it was like a disrespect to the sport, like the way that they were doing it. This like, you know, American football coach, hardcore, intense, like very in your face, like just only knew how to use these words. But like the way that it's developed into being something that it is now is like nothing short of spectacular. One, just understanding like crowd work and how you develop a character and who people would like and being this like very human um, person. Um, but it was, it was, uh, Jimmy, I mean, you've got some close relations to the show. Obviously you are a plus one there. Uh, you've hinted at, uh, there being, uh, maybe a, a beyond another season. So you must have somebody on the inside and you might, you know, you know, what, 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 what can you tell us? (laughs) Well, I'll give a shout out to Chip Hamilton, who is the coordinating producer. And actually when you, when the show ends, he's the first name that you see on the credits. So shout out to Chip who, who in his kindness is, uh, is unbelievable, not just to me, but to anybody he interacts with. He's a superhuman being. And so I've become good friends with him. It was great to see Brendan Hunt, who's Coach Beard. I'm friends with him as well. And through those two, I have been able to become, uh, let's say, acquaintances with everybody else. I'm not going to go into the the friend zone yet, um, but uh, definitely friends with Mm -hmm. some of the the actors that play, um, some of the players on the team. We've got to get to know them in in some ways. But yeah, I think that there's, there's to your point, the, the show has become something that that people can gravitate towards. There's characters there that are fully developed, that they 
even though it might look like they're successful on the outside, they're obviously dealing with some internal struggles. And I, I really like those relationships. I like the relationships of uh, the, the, like the dad, father, son stuff that's coming through the show. Um, and so that's, you know, some of it hits home. It's not going to hit home for everybody, of course, but it's such a special show. And, and, uh, the first no, but it highlights were- the humans highlights the human struggle and like and humanity right of just like kind like just good character traits you want to see in people yeah. bad character traits you don't and the ones that and it's unavoidable in our lives uh it's just through the lens of of this team and this club and the dy- dynamics it's pretty cool yeah it is very cool and i think people will be pretty excited about season three and I also was, when I was here, got to meet a guy named Dan who helps on the, the soccer side, the football side. So they make it, you know, it looks as, mm-hmm. as good as it possibly can on camera. And, and uh, he wanted my notes after the first two episodes because they play Chelsea in, in one of the episodes. And, and it does look better. From season one to season three, they have grown a lot in this particular department. So shout out to Dan. And, and for getting all the players there who I think were getting some shit from their friends, you know, and family, mm-hmm. like, you don't really look like a proper player, you know? And so they started to take a little bit more pride in what they were doing and how they were doing it. But I thought it looked great. And, and uh, I really look forward to seeing the rest of the season. I think people would be pretty excited. Mm-hmm. I'm actually wearing an AFC Richmond jersey right now. So shout out to, uh, to AFC Richmond and Ted Lasso and, and the whole crew. It's going to be awesome. And, and hopefully we'll have one of them, uh, one of the actors. We'll try to get Coach Beard on uh, moving forward to see, yeah. uh, give us some more insight on, on what's shaking for the future. But speaking yeah. of the future, somebody said mm-hmm. in the chat that... Uh, I have the Ted Lasso inside scoop, and you have the Gio Reyna inside scoop. <laughs> Gio Reyna, yeah. Heath Pierce, I, I came on five yeah, minutes into the yeah. Champions League game against Chelsea, so it was Did great well. to see him play. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. I thought he, he, I thought he tired a little bit. He didn't, yeah. maybe didn't have that ninety-minute fitness, which makes sense. He hadn't played in five games or whatever, but yeah, but um, you know, drawing some fouls, making some stuff happen. I mean, that's that's what we expect from Gio Reyna. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, you you want him to just be busy and get into the mix of things. And he's trying to prove something, right? And he's going to try to prove something every time he gets a chance. And I don't think that means he's trying to prove something um, to us necessarily, but he's trying to prove something to his coaches that I want more. So he's going to be a little bit hungry. And sometimes you deplete energy, you know, going after it, whereas maybe you'd, you know, pick and choose your moments, uh, you know, putting in that little bit of that extra effort. If you don't have that match fitness might might just come into play. But it's good to see him playing. Again, I think he's going to be a huge part of the the the, the future of, of the national team. We actually need him to, so hopefully. I, I like the fact that he got in and oh, well, I'm obviously don't want anybody to get hurt. So Julian Brandt goes out and Julian Brandt's been playing out of his mind over the last six weeks or since 2023 began. And he was you had to play him. He was being playing so well on both sides of the ball and creating so many chances. It's gonna be hard for Gio to break in. But since Julian got hurt, I like that. Edin Tursich, the manager for Dortmund, didn't have any other options. I mean, yeah, of course he had a couple, and Adeyemi was out as well, so he didn't maybe have his normal choices that he would have liked, and I think Adeyemi would have made a difference in that Chelsea game for leg two after scoring the winner in leg one. But but I like that Gio just probably knew and could settle into the position a little bit, not thinking, mm-hmm. hey, I only have 15 minutes to, to prove myself, or or he had 85 there to kind of like get into the game, find the flow, maybe even establish and help establish the rhythm for them going forward. Unfortunately, for those that didn't see it, Bruce Dortmund ended up losing to Chelsea 2-0. I don't think <laughs> Chelsea had yeah. only won two out of 14 games, I think, in all competitions this year, two out of 12 since 2023 began. So they were really hurting and Graham Potter, the manager, is really under it. But they scored two goals and uh, when you look at the XG and you look at the stats and you look at all the flow, I mean, they they did enough to win that game. Christian Pulisic, though, this is the big news, got back into the team. He came in as a sub towards the end and there was a moment where him and Gio Reyna were or Gio was defending him when he was on the ball, which was pretty cool. And there's a nice photo of that online that you can find. But but let's talk about Christian Pulisic. 
There's some question marks about whether you bring him in, given that he's just coming back. Do you want to add a long trip for him into his recovery mode, Heath Pierce? I mean, I think you bring him in for sure. You get him back into the group. And there's different vibes around the U.S. team as opposed to Chelsea. We're so cutthroat and there's so many guys going for something. It might be nice to go back into familiar setting with with some of your friends, frankly, and to kind of get those vibes going again in a positive way. What do you think about Christian? Yeah, I I think... You know, he's used to travel. And again, if you're if you're him and you're going through the rough winter months that are generally what life is like this time of year in 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 the UK and and you're you've spent a lot of time off the field, you probably want to change a pace. You probably want to change the scenery. You probably want a break. You want to go back into being with your friends and your peers and you get a, maybe a chance to see family or other friends. And I always looked at it as that, right? No matter when it was good, it was great to go back to the national team. And when it was bad in your club environment, you got called in. It was, you know, uh, great to just get a break from 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 there because, look, London is home for him uh, and it has been for quite some time now. But that, you know, just having that change of scenery can be really, really good for just your mental health. Right. Uh, whether he right. plays or not, whether you decide to use him or not um, is irrelevant. I don't think, you know, a guy like him who if they're all a bunch of them are flying through London, they'll put him on a private plane. It'll be a pretty efficient process or flying first class. It's not going to be that big of a, of a lift for him personally and something that he's used to that I think there's more upside than downside. If you're Chelsea, on the other hand, though, you're probably going like, how do we, I know we don't have a GM right now, uh, but that's generally what our general (laughs) manager would be doing is having that conversation with them to say, with the coach to say, um, you know, how do we manage this guy's minutes to make sure that when he comes in, you know, you're protecting our asset, you're, you're putting, you're putting our, our, our players, and our club's needs uh, at the forefront. And then there's probably a little bit of healthy tension there. If it was a bigger game, you'd go, well, we're using him because he's a national team player and it's a national team window. But this is probably one where you can you can build that relationship and, and be a little more strategic in it and and make sure that the club knows that, like, hey, he's going to come in, he's going to be part of the team, we're going to keep his load light. You know, what are some things that you would like to see? Does he need more intense trainings? Do you want him out? Like, give us your mm-hmm. your periodization plan and we'll match that up with with how we think that we can use him, but we're going to bring him in type of thing. What about yeah, you? I wonder too with regard to Gio Reyna. I mean, just using him as an example, not playing much, but now he got those 85 minutes against Chelsea. It looks like he might get to start against Schalke in the Revier Derby this uh, this weekend, which is a big one away from home. And that'll obviously be a good experience, high intensity, and, and he'll be probably pushed to the limits in some ways, especially because, as I mentioned, he looked a little bit tired, but totally understandable given that he hasn't gotten a lot of game minutes lately. I wonder if there's a periodization plan for for Geo as well, and, and I assume there's going to be some types of conversations. I wonder though if if Geo gets a, another 90 minutes or close to it, do you consider maybe even starting him in these games? Because if you bring him in, one that's one. But I but I wondered going in if Anthony Hudson was like, hey, you haven't really played lately. Just stay with your club. Try to build some goodwill during this international break. Continue to whatever whatever there might be something going on behind the scenes with Edin Terzic and not getting those minutes. Maybe it'd be better. And more worthwhile for you to go and kind of earn whatever you needed to in that, you know, seven to 10 days instead of flying to play us in games that we should win without you. But then there's something about bringing him back into the group. So it gets a little complicated. But now that he's actually playing and we'll get some majority of the minutes, you know, maybe it's a, it's a good reason to bring him in. And you can't use that, well, you're not playing thing to not bring him in. I know that they had a discussion, so I wonder what that looks like. But it looks like the roster is going to drop. What we're hearing is next Wednesday. So we're going to be excited to do an emergency podcast for everybody with regard to that uh but any thoughts on geo coming in i mean you're you're feeling pretty good that he's gonna I mean, you're the one that knows all the geo news uh, so. yeah i don't i i don't i i i don't know all the geo news jimmy but what i will say is that i know that he's a young kid that's been through a ton some of it his own doing some of it a lot of it his own doing a lot of it not his own doing um 
but he's still a young kid. And I think about, you know, the decisions I was making when I was 20 years old and living in Europe and how I reacted to, you know, give us some details. No, it wasn't necessarily that. Like I, I, I wasn't really a big partier. Like I would have a night out when there was, when it was the right appropriate time and window for recovery and whatever, but I wasn't like never during the week or anything like that. But for me, it was more so like, even when I started my career that I was like, First game played well. Second game was man of the match. Third game subbed out at halftime, right? And that to me is the indicator of like where I was at in my life. Like solid, high, high, got too high, subbed out at halftime. You know, <laughs> thought I became this like crazy playmaker. The next game I turned over every pass. They subbed me out at halftime. And when I think about that through the lens of then getting subbed out and how I felt, the embarrassment of being subbed at halftime, those types of things, how I would react to that now differently, you know, uh, like now I would just go up to the coach and punch him in the face. Cause I'm a 38 year old man <laughs> and you can't tell me anything. Uh, but back then, uh, you internalize all that and it affects your mood and your day to day life and, and, and whatever that I just think through the lens of somebody who has a lot to learn and a lot of growing up to do. There's certain things about him that aren't going to change in his life, right? There's certain ways that he's going to be, that he's going to struggle with his whole life. Um, but he's certainly at an age where he can start to shape and build good good habits. We have so much resource around us now that like if you are present in yourself and I know Jimmy you're very much about mental health and things like that. If you are present and 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 honest, you do have an opportunity to to I don't want to say change but grow. Um and he's he's got plenty of time left to to see his upside as a player and to grow as a as a person and a teammate. Okay, we well, I I appreciate all everything that you said. Uh but I do want to get back to what I don't know anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. Like, <laughs> did the coaches tell you? Did the coaches tell you? Like, like give you anything? Did they give you any? No, I played. Like, I played you, horrible. Like, no, I knew. I know that you know that, but like, it's yeah. it's, it's one thing when you know it, and then no. and yeah, then your you, coach confirms it for you by selling you out at halftime. You're like, God damn! I mean, did they pull you aside and like try to nothing? Not, I had, not basically baby you, but just like, hey, you you don't look sharp today. We're just gonna we're gonna bring in somebody else. I uh, honestly oh. don't even. Yeah, I don't even remember the name of this. I don't. I honestly don't even remember the name of the coach that I had when I first got there. It was thank John something, but like he only lasted six months. I came in in January, halfway through the season. Um, this was like March to, to June is how they play the second half of those seasons, right? Um, in, in Denmark. And and I remember getting subbed out then and being like, oh man, like this is the first thing, right? I had just fe featured all the highs, new young American, newspapers talking about me, man of the match in the second game. Like, wow, this guy, I, I mean, I ate this guy alive in the second half. So much so, Jimmy, that like, I had no choice but to be full of myself come the third game. <laughs> and guess what? I was full of myself. I played horribly. They subbed me out at halftime. And and you know how it is. Like, you know it wasn't good. You hope that maybe you were just not as incrementally worse than others around you and that you would get a, hey, you got 15 minutes to get it together. But when there's just like, when somebody is basically like, there's no turning back from how bad this guy's playing right now, <laughs> that's what it feels like. And so then you go into the, but at 20, I, I was pissed, but then I was also isolated in a place where I was like, the only way to prove this is get on the training pitch and prove that I should keep going. Right. And they immediately, immediately during that time too, there was a second left back that they brought in, um, during the same window, which I was worried about. Um, and so there was just a lot for me to work through, but that's what helped to shape me to one, like, you know, say I, I've got to be in control of my, my, my own self, but in real time, I was pissed. And when I was talking to the coaches, I was probably visibly showing my frustration to them, right? Like you show, you have the ability to hide, which is what we talk about with Gio on the field when, you know, he flails his arms. Like he knows he's doing that. He's not just like, you, you're you making statements. That's a choice. And, That's yeah. a choice. And we, That's and what we you know, learn when you get older. Like, yeah, you're making a choice here. Yeah. And maybe it's spur of the moment, but like, you know that like, 
even in reflection that like you, what you were doing. And so I did, I did a lot of that stuff, but I learned to, to know that like, you know, probably not the right way to do it. You have to pick and choose your moments, but then sometimes you, you get handed, you know, a, a, a shitty hand or a, by hand, I mean like a crappy coach or a bad circumstance. And, and you've got to learn that you've got no control and how you control your mentality at that point, right? doesn't matter how good you train. doesn't matter how good you're doing, right? Gio Reyna scored, what was it, four goals in five games or something like that, or three mm -hmm. games or three some sort three of... Three and three. Mm -hmm. Three and three. And then all of a sudden, it's like bench, 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 bench. Like, that's going to make you feel a certain type of way where you're like, well, now it doesn't matter what I do, right? Um, and so you go through all that. And he's young enough uh, that, that he can sort of learn if he's got the right people around him. I don't know if that was necessarily the case previously, uh, telling him what he needs to hear. Uh, hopefully moving forward, he does right. Build a new network, a new group of people that, you know, sometimes you need a hug. Sometimes you need somebody to be like, yo, that was really You're bad. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> you, not only as a player, but like the, like also this, all this other stuff, like I can see it. I'm watching on TV. You know, that's gotta, like, that's gonna hurt you in the long run, as opposed to appeasing people which sometimes they need which is like yeah like they screwed you and that type of thing right like mm -hmm, that's mm -hmm. when i go to my mom and she tells me i played a great game every game in my entire career when i need <laughs> that but then you also need other people around you like i did that that go like yeah man yeah you sucked you know when people pat you, <laughs> when people pat you on the back when you go to sit down for the second half and they're looking at you like man you blew that chance you know? <laughs> like, yeah yeah those are those are tough those are tough conversations because as i mentioned before when somebody confirms how you were feeling and they were watching it from the outside, and that's exactly how you feel yeah. on the inside. It's your elevator story with Casey Ooh. Keller, you know, which is like, you know, you wanted to feel good, and then all of a sudden he was like, "Yeah, you're right." Uh, <laughs> yeah. <you> know? <laughs> yeah, I want. I was looking for a, a mom unconditional hug uh, or love unconditional love hug from Casey Keller, and I did yeah. not get it. So shout yeah. out to Casey for giving it to me straight. Right? That's that's uh, that's the real deal. And he was he was embarrassed too, right? Because we had lost that game, and it didn't go well for him as he was trying to compete. To make sure he was the number one for the U.S. team. All right, we're going to take hey. our first break of In Soccer We Trust. No, Heath, I'm interrupting you. When we come back, we'll get back to what Heath wanted to say. We'll talk about the CONCACAF Champions League because it didn't go so well for a few teams. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner, from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. Welcome back, everybody, to In Soccer We Trust. We are Chuckless today. I'm Jimmy Conrad alongside Heath Pierce, and we are diving into all the fun stuff, including, I know we talked Champions League and Gio Reyna and Christian Pulisic, but Matt Turner is getting the start for Arsenal 
today in the Europa League. That was a little bit on the fence because we thought, will Mikel Arteta, the manager of Arsenal, now that they're into the knockout rounds, rely on his number one, Aaron Ramsdale. But he's gone with Matt Turner. So fair play there in Portugal right now, taking on Sporting Clube de Portugal. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if we'll keep it. We don't, we, we don't want to be any uh, spoiler alerts if you want to watch it later. But uh, you do know, at the very least, that Matt Turner is getting the nod in between the sticks. So that is very exciting. All right, Heath, I interrupted you before that break. I don't know where you're going to go with anything. But uh, I loved your insight about some of the toughness that has to be manifested in you at some point if you're going to survive in this game. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the, the thing that I wanted to say uh, that I came back with was uh, on, it was just a random thought of where are they now when we were thinking about tough love. And um, I ran into Marcus Hanneman. Um, oh, nice. For those that don't Denver. know, he was on Jenny, Jimmy's 2006 World Cup roster. Um, you know, not a lot of caps for the national team, but went to two World Cups. It's the dream scenario. It's like everybody, <laughs> like everybody who wants to be the fourth assistant uh, for a club because it's like, well, I know I'm going to survive like four or five club changes. You know, I get to jump <laughs> into meetings. I get to leave early. No one's really, you know, um, it's like the 12th man of basketball. Yeah. And he, yeah, he, he's like he, third goalkeeper. He's a pilot now, and like he flies salmon um, to like things throughout the the Washington area, and like you know skis during the mornings, and then like flies salmon up. Uh, seasonally and does, <laughs> does like sounders ra- not that, that surprises yeah, yeah. Me. sounders radio uh, uh things and was doing tv stuff and all that but i it was a random thought of like you know uh uh tough love because he was he was a guy that i that i always liked listening to because he just had a he had a different career path very non-traditional you know career path but went on to do really well at, at reading um in in england and um and then was at wolves for a bit but kind of started you know, not in major league soccer, then was in major league soccer and jumped. To, it was just like a unique, uh, guy that brought, I thought unique advice because it wasn't just the traditional player who, you know, you don't want advice from the guy who just went up his whole career, you know, <laughs> even though we all our versions of upper all, all include a lot of downs, but like, um, he was somebody that I respected and randomly ran into him. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, I love that guy. he, he was somebody that if I was in that elevator and it would have been him, he's an uncond- unconditional love guy. He's got a great big bear hug and um, thoughtful. I think he'd still be honest with you about how you performed, but he was, yeah. he would still kind of, there was a, there was a, a level of empathy from him that I didn't see in a lot of other players, especially at that level, right? Where you're yeah. always kind of competing against each other to get minutes for the, for the U S team. So mm-hmm. yeah, shout out to Redbird. That's his nickname. Cause he yeah. always had like dip and in uh, his, <laughs> his favorite <laughs> was Redbird. And also, whatever. By the way, he was the, he was he was behind Brad Guzan in 2010. As as he wasn't, I, I don't think he was the backup in 2010. I think Brad Guzan was the backup, right? Yeah, I think um, he's just yeah. always Marcus Hanneman. Uh, was kind of like then Nick Romano took over the role as the the number three goalkeeper. But um, yeah, yeah, it's it's cool. I mean, they worked their way to get that type of respect. Unfortunately, they didn't turn into to valuable minutes per se. But uh, their their impact was still very important on the team. Well, let's talk about the CONCACAF Champions League because I alluded mm-hmm. to it before our first break. And we'll start with the one that went first. Austin FC went down to Haiti and ended up losing 3-0. And again, it was another <laughs> performance from Austin FC where a player, uh, Amro Tarek, who, who just got beat to two headers. You know, he could do a little bit better defensively there. Then he had one of the craziest own goals of all time where the ball popped out and he tried to clear it out wide. And he like it was a side netting volley, which was pretty sick. And so Austin FC has two losses so far out of three games this season. And you could really pinpoint one player that kind of sabotaged them in the game against St. Louis in their opening game of MLS. And then in this game, another defender that didn't do particularly well. But they had Nick Nick Lima, who usually plays right back and has caps for the U.S. playing it right back. 
he was playing center back. So they were definitely thin in some different areas. Sebastian Driussi didn't play. But Josh Wolf, the coach, came out and said that he takes responsibility for it. They just weren't mentally prepared mm-hmm. to go down into a hostile environment and, and get a result. Like it's not, and we'll talk about the other ones that went down to Tigres and went down to Alianza and did grind out the results. Mm-hmm. And that was uh, Orlando City and Philadelphia Union, respectively. But but Austin, this was their first ever time to play in a, in a tournament outside of MLS. And um, they didn't show very well, Heath Pierce. Yeah, that you remember how I just went through the story about like you submit halftime because you know it's not going to get better. And, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, this was an example of it not getting better uh, because two minutes into uh, the next half, there was that own goal. And that was one of the most wild own goals where it wasn't like sliding into your own goal to clear a ball away or like it bumps off of you or deflects or, you know, one of these things. I mean, that was a straight with enough time to put it anywhere. You put it back side netting into your own goal. That was rough, but you're right. I think the hardest part for anybody that hasn't played in CONCACAF or in a diverse range of environments, you go anywhere south of the United States of America, whether that's the Caribbean, whether that's uh, Central South America, it's a different environment. It's a different level of passion. It's a different level of hostility. It, it, it It's not always that way, but it can be. And and you, Major League Soccer being that it is that with Liga Mekis, the sort of gold standard in terms of where people want to play, um, the quality of life on the field, off the field, that people bring a little something extra. Yeah, they do. They do. And and it's something that you can't watch in a video. You can't watch in game tape. You can't watch. There is a, there is a little bit of... Um, I'm trying to be mindful with my words because I don't want it to sound disrespectful, but there is that sort of David versus Goliath type of mentality that comes into these things of like, let's, we're coming into this uh, as the underdog. Let's go out and punch him right in the face. And it happens a lot. It's not just Austin that's going through, you know, it gave up that result. It's happened a lot. It's happened to us at at the national team level. It's happened to us at the youth national team level. It's happened at the club level across the board. It is just something you've got to be ready for. And the game comes quick. The game gets a little faster, a little more feisty, and and, um, they weren't able to get up for it. Yeah, I think one of the skills that that when I'm coaching, and I'm, I know we, we, you and I talk about it, not necessarily on camera, but off of it, it's it's game management, like the, mm-hmm. the skill. And we, I know we talked about it with regard in reference to the U.S. and their game against Holland in particular, managing the game and understanding how to solve problems when when the things that you want to do are being taken away. How do you then exploit what they're giving you? And and when I think about this Austin FC game in particular, they didn't manage the game very well. And Josh could have made a sub at halftime to take him off and, and to protect him, but he didn't have any depth. So now you're putting probably another player out of position into to that to hope that it gets better. And you hope that the guy with a halftime is going to respond. And then he ends up, uh, <laughs> what of own goal? If you haven't yeah. seen it, go look it up. It's, <laughs> it's quite special. Somebody in the comments uh, already said, Jimmy, explain it. Uh, yeah, like yeah I mean, it, yeah. I mean, also, I, I would say, too, that when I look at this game, though, and, and the games that you're mentioning, well, let me just, I'll, I'll actually bring it back. Just for this game, all the, the mistakes that were made from Austin FC's perspective, and this is where I think they can gain a little bit of perspective because, and, and lose some of the emotion, is the fact that all of the goals given up were, are correctable, right? The guy just seems to be mm-hmm. a little bit tighter here. The entry pass into, you know, Nick Lima could have like closed down the, the one entry pass over the top. He didn't. He let the guy get across. You know, like little things that are yeah. easily correctable. And I think that is... That's a promising sign for Austin and just for MLS teams in particular in these these uh, competitions where it's just, okay, it, it wasn't like we got outplayed or that now I, we could talk about Tigres and, and Orlando where Orlando survived down at the El Vulcan, the volcano where Tigres play their stadium. 
But but in this one, I just thought that these are easy fixes, right? Yeah, they got a couple chances, but it wasn't like they were overwhelmed at anything. Now I can I could what I wanted to bring up when you were saying before about going down there in these hostile environments. I think for certain clubs, of course, and maybe this is shifting even for our Liga MA Keys teams, is the fact that there was when we were playing, it felt more like if you lost to an MLS team or you lost to it, it just it was embarrassing. Like, oh my God, I, Americans don't even know how to play the sport, right? It was still yeah. kind of in that space. And there was no way they were going to do everything they possibly could to make sure they didn't lose to an American team. And now that's shifting a little bit to your David and Goliath. So you go down to Haiti and you play a smaller club that a lot of people haven't heard of before. And they go and they get, and when you look at the result without really knowing how it played out, you're like, yeah, that's an ass slapping, you know? So, so, so that's not a good look for Austin FC and for the league, of course. But, but that one felt more like these guys want to just prove that they're better than MLS in, in a different type of way and more David versus Goliath. But when you, when you think about the Mexican league teams and when we play against them, they do, it, it is like completely beneath them to even lose to us. And that's changing, right? Every, everything's starting to level out yeah. a bit. And, and obviously with the Sounders winning the CONCACAF Champions League last season for the first time, hopefully that'll happen again. But let's pivot now to Tigres versus Orlando because... Orlando did go down there and manage the game, but uh, they needed their goalkeeper Pedro Gaiesi to to stand on his head and make a couple of good saves. And you know, if I, I wonder, so here's my thing: it ends up zero zero, so they're going to go back to Orlando for leg two. But I wonder what that Orlando team does uh, if they had given up that first goal. Can they manage it and keep it at one zero, or would Tigres go on to score three, very similar to what the Haitian team did to Austin? That's what I'm interested in. Like, what version of Orlando would we have seen? Could they have just kept it at one zero? And I don't know if they could have because I just think that would have opened up the floodgates. So that's that's where I'm a little bit like Tigris was the better team on the night. They might be the better team in leg two. But you can't you know, count out this Orlando team that won the Open Cup last year and definitely know how to manage these types of tournaments. And then I want to get into Philly, who I thought were actually the better team against Alianza down in El Salvador. Created better chances, didn't take their chances, but looked like the better team. And, and, and then Vancouver won 5-0 against Real España from Honduras. Uh, and, and, but they were the, Vancouver the only team to score. Out of all the other games from MLS's perspective, nobody else scored. So I don't know if that's a concern for you or which game you want to focus on, Heath. But uh, yeah, Austin's got some work. But I think all the other, well, I can't say Tigres in Orlando. That one's a bit of a coin flip for me. But uh, I think Philly will get through at home in leg two. And obviously Vancouver is going to go through. Yeah, I think if you look at the contextually, uh, zero zeros away from home, like you got to be pretty happy about that, right? Totally. Um, Totally. um, But Vancouver getting their job done at home and then you obviously have same thing if LAFC can can play a nil nil against LDA or La Liga Deportiva Alajuelense and um Look at you. And, uh, yeah you know I actually funny enough a friend of mine had grown up in their in their system actually I don't know if you, maybe you know him do you know Kurt Morsink yeah of course uh, he yeah, played yeah, in Kansas yeah, City yeah. Yeah. yeah oh yeah so Kurt yeah so we went to high school together and in, in uh, at IMG and he was at the soccer academy and did some training with us in the residency program and and uh and he he came out of that youth system. So one of the first jerseys I had or ever had gifted to me was 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 that club. Um, was prideful that you know I knew somebody other than Saprisa at the time. Um, but but yeah, if they can get a zero, they're happy. Yes, they've got a ton of you know firepower. But you know you go away from home, you want to be able to get that that type of result. And then um, so I, I I think really when I'm looking at this, it's 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 essentially only Austin that I think is in trouble. Uh, they're going to have a big, big hill to climb. I, I, I do think Orlando could maybe work something. Um, yeah. But even if they're not the better team at home, something different, you know? Yeah, and with Gaiasi between the sticks, I mean, the guy's an incredible goalkeeper and definitely challenging for MLS Goalkeeper of the Year every season. Yeah. 
So if he stands on his head like he does pretty consistently, they're going to always have a chance. But if Andre Pierre-Gignac, the number 10 and captain for Tigres, gets his finishing boots on, he found himself in a couple of good spots in leg one, it could be uh, lights out. And and uh, yeah, I'm curious. That should be a great game. I'm actually really looking forward to that one the most. But to your point, I mean, LAFC is going to be a force to be reckoned with as well. So I'm excited to see how they do. Really quick about Kurt Morsink, and then we'll get into uh, the games that we're looking forward to this weekend for all of our players uh, both home and abroad. He was my teammate in Kansas City, and I was captain there at the time. And I remember there was a training. And in some ways, I want to apologize to him. And I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe you can tell me whether I should apologize to him or not, Keith. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't talk as much as we once did, which is normal when you don't play on the same team anymore. But there was a moment where the starters were resting. We had had the game the day before, so we're there mm-hmm. doing recovery. And so we're watching. You know how this goes. The, the first team watches the second teamers play, mm-hmm. which is having been on the second team side, you're like, can these guys just not be here? Cause you're trying to compete with them yeah. to get on the field and, and having them watch and judge you it, it whatever it's yeah. going to be yeah, judged by somebody at some point. But, but in terms of the, the dynamics of a team, it just felt like I don't need these guys around judging me, watching me like I'm uh, whatever. So that was me as a younger player, as an older player, whatever I was playing more. So it wasn't as big of a deal, but, but more sync was on the, you know, he's in the second team he's training. And I, I, I remember he did something where he just kind of dogged it. Mm-hmm. Like he just, he didn't give everything that he had. And I said something during, like off from the sideline. And, and he was embarrassed. Uh, and, and not, and I guess he should have been, right? Cause I, I didn't just say it to him. I said it to, you know, you know, when you kind of just throw out those comments. <laughs> mm-hmm. And afterwards, he confronted me in the locker room in front of everybody and he's crying and he's upset. And, to a point where I, I clearly triggered something in him, whether he was trying to gain my approval or whatever it was. I know that he, he looked up to me and he had mentioned that that was the case. And as captain, obviously, I'm gonna, I tried to do a good job of mentoring the younger guys. And so he got in my face and I was just not empathetic at all. I gave him the Casey Keller. Now, I will say, <laughs> elevator Casey Keller. But ultimately, I said to him in front of the group, like, there's a standard here. And there's an expectation of how you should play and how you should conduct yourself, whether it's in a game or whether it's, this Sunday training with nothing on it. Like that's, that's what, that's, what's going to make you a pro for a long time. And that's, even though I made a comment that was kind of jokey and maybe kind of shitty, and I shouldn't have maybe said that in front of everybody and just pulled you aside and said it, I was making sure I was using you as an example, but that, that message got to everybody. And now that you're here confronting me and he's crying, dude, like he's upset. And he's like yelling at me and we're yelling back and forth at each other. And, And I'm like, this is the standard. This is, this is the expectation. And so, yeah, I guess I guess I could have handled it a little bit better, but at the same time, I thought I was providing a valuable lesson on what it takes to 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 be a good pro. Um, so I don't know. I, I guess I'll I'll send him a text after. I feel bad. <laughs> I feel bad saying uh, after that. Anyway, we got our second break of in soccer we trust. We know you love all the breaks here because there's so much fun. It'll be a quick one. And when we return, Heath is going to jump in on this story, and then we're going to preview all the big games from this weekend. So don't go anywhere. Hey everyone, this is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. men's national team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time. 
just like me, and also just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Fiore gear is designed to look great in everyday life while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the men's Sunday performance jogger, and don't let the name deceive you. You can wear these babies any day of the week and in any situation. I'm talking going to the office, running errands, the gym, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com sports. That's V-U-O-R-I dot sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viore.com sports and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, everybody, to In Soccer We Trust. I just want to remind everybody to not miss a second of action from the greatest club competition on earth, the Champions League, and also the Europa League, which is happening right now on this fabulous Thursday. Follow the biggest stars from the world of soccer, like Lionel Messi, even though he's out now. Kareem Benzema, Victor Osimhen, and Erling Haaland as they try to clinch the most prestigious prize in the game, the Champions League trophy. Stream every match from the Champions League and the Europa League, live only on Paramount+. Plus, and you can try one month free with the promo code advance so go make that happen and go enjoy all these games especially as we get deeper and deeper into the knockout rounds all right i'm jimmy conrad alongside heath pierce we are chuckless today he is actually doing the europa league coverage in studio in london with uh, some fabulous uh, other friends of ours on paramount plus mm-hmm. but heath you wanted to chime in on this kurt morsink story kurt morsink getting a lot of love today here <laughs> yeah it's crazy how these stories uh come up but they're real ones and and they're applicable to to sort of again some of our players young and old that are going through all of this now and we when we think about confronting and making people holding people accountable um it's it's really important. My, mine was actually with Zarek Valentin. So I think you did the right thing there. And sometimes you 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 hold your ground, but you know the the human in you wants to sort of you know give him a hug at that point. It was against Kansas City. We gave up a goal in the end of the game that we dropped. Uh, I think we dropped two points that were super important. And, and I just got we got into the locker room and I went off and and he went and was very upset and went into a stall and came back and I like took him over the edge and he was a rookie, you know, like again, teenager. I was there. And, I was on the team with yeah. you. Dude. And I remember I may have, I may, it may have been, was it I in Kansas city or was it, it, was, it was in Kansas city? Cause I kicked a hole in the wall and then pretended like it was there already. Um, <laughs> and it was a little tiny hole and I was pissed off because it was just like, you know, we were grinding. We were so close to being good that season. I remember just, I was, like, I, that was the one away game I went to cause I yeah. was in concussion oh, yeah. protocol and I flew to that one Yeah, and we were up Mariano Trujillo had scored and then we were like holding on to the lead, but they were pounding. And I remember yeah. we gave up a really soft goal. Yeah. And it was a little like misclearance of, of not following, uh, following man or something like that it was something something basic. really like something basic and and i remember just lighting up and i the whole time i like held my ground and this kid was living with me at the time you know we were uh and and i just i refused to sort of back down from it and i don't know i would love to follow up with them i we still keep in touch with them but i never followed up on that moment of like 
like are <laughs> did that like, help did you? I screw you up <laughs> like or like did I make you worse because at that age you don't know right like maybe now and he looks back he might look at it differently but like you hope that you're doing the right thing um in that moment and I felt like I was because I wanted that to be a learning moment for him who was a, such a talented rookie for us that he was getting consistent minutes was you know a, a generation Adidas player highly drafted highly regarded that I was like you know this kid has the potential to be something but it, it like you're not going to get that if if that mentality is not there. Um, so I don't know. Did you do the right thing? Did you not? You have to. We'll I don't know. To, I'm going to follow up. We're going to bring. We're going to write a list of people that pop on for five minutes, and we ask them like, "Did I? <laughs> did yeah, I hurt you? you? Did I? Yeah. yeah. How, much, yeah. how much therapy did I make you yeah, go into yeah. with uh, this particular moment in your life? I'd like to think though. There's a part of me that that doesn't feel bad about it because, to your point, if they want to get to where they want to go then you have to hold them to that standard. You can't hold them to, a, let's say, a college-level standard or yeah. or like... And we've a, both been a, lit up. We've been lit up by oh, veterans, yeah. whether we agree or not. Like, we've been lit up when we were on our younger years by somebody that was just like, yeah, that's not good enough, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I re- hearken back to when I was a rookie and and just, yeah, it's so... I don't know. We can get into those stories later because we've already done a couple of them. So we'll, we'll save that for another show. Well, let's talk about this upcoming weekend. we got some uh, big games, and this is going to be the last time before the Nations League roster has been announced. So obviously there's some potential injury concerns. Hopefully nobody gets hurt. But and maybe Anthony Hudson and his staff, the interim manager for the U.S. men's national team, already has who he's going to bring in. I- I'm guessing probably in the 25 to 26 range, we're going to see players mm-hmm. that are going to get called in. But this is their last look before any any final decision. So if they're hedging on anybody, or like maybe Daryl DK versus Brandon Vasquez kind of jumps to mind. You know, it's going to be interesting to see where they lean or maybe they bring in both of those guys. So so here are all the games, Heath. I don't know if you want to just jump in when you're ready to like yeah, to um, get in. But Lille versus Lyon. So you have Timo Weah playing potentially at left back again. Mm-hmm. That game is happening tomorrow on Friday. We got Leeds versus Brighton, obviously an important game. I'm very curious to see where Brendan Aronson, if he starts, um, if he's going to be central like he was. In the Jesse Armis just confirmed that he's out, out uh, uh, from that staff. I mean, not Jesse Marsh. Um, Chris Armis. Chris Armis. He's con- confirmed is, is, is out uh, off the staff. Um, wow. I wonder he if he's coming to U.S. soccer then. He, no. did, uh, he didn't confirm that. Leeds United confirmed that. Um, yeah. So Armis is out. That's not a big surprise. I mean, he got hired. Here, it's something the club may, can maybe explain better. <laughs> that was his answer. Yeah, 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 yeah. So looking forward to hearing a little bit more there. I mean, the new manager, you know, Javi Garcia, he's going to have his own guys. And Armas just got hired by Jesse March. Just kind of bad timing for Chris Armas. So we'll keep everybody up to date on what he ends up doing. We got Fulham versus Arsenal. That game is on Sunday. That should be a cracking affair. Obviously, Arsenal in the running for winning the Premier League for the first time in a long time. What, 2004? The Invincibles, last time they won it. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Fulham obviously still scraping in there to maybe get in a Europa League spot. So that would be very cool to see how they're going to perform. And I was at the game, the reverse fixture, back in August when Arsenal ended up beating them 2-1. Mitrovic ended up scoring. It was 1-1 for a while, and they scored on a set-piece Arsenal to, to win, win that and get all three points. Crystal Palace versus Manchester City at Selhurst Park. Chris Richards got to play against Manchester United a couple times. So maybe uh, we'll see if... This happens, Patrick Vieira, the manager for Crystal Palace, if he's going to bring him into the team. Maybe just like playing him against Manchester teams. I don't think it's going to happen. They have what Patrick Anderson's back in. He's healthy, and it's been harder for Richards to get some minutes. But I do expect him to be on the Nations League roster. Valencia versus Osasuna. Uh, Yunus Musa did not play against Barcelona last week, so will he reclaim his starting spot? Something to keep an eye on. Celta Vigo taking on Raya Vallecano. Luca De La Torre, great form, playing well. 
should get the start. We'll see. Joe Scally going to go against RB Leipzig away from home with Borussia Mönchengladbach. You got Schalke Dortmund. Some more minutes for Gio. Swansea versus Middlesbrough. Zach Steffen is doing well with them. They're uh, up the charts and they're in a good position to at least get in the promotion playoff in the championship to get back up to the Premier League. Yeah, West Brom versus Huddersfield. Daryl DK looks like he's in fantastic form. I, I'd love to see him getting called back into camp, but we'll see if that makes it happen. Scored, again, mid, scored again midweek. He I believe. did. Yeah. He did. And he actually had another sequence too, where it's just like good. And the goalkeeper made a save, but he had scored that. That would have been highlight reel and something you're rolling for the rest of your life. And then you got Alkmar versus Gronigan. So you have Mihalovic versus Ricardo Pepe. So uh, some games to keep an eye on. I don't know which one stands out for you or which player you want to see in particular, mm-hmm. Heath Pierce, but those are uh, some of the big games. And obviously, there's a whole roster of uh, MLS games here as they get into week three, and I'm excited to see how it continues to grow on Apple TV. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's still it's still around. I continue to focus on in on like forms of strikers, right? So Ricardo Pepe playing this weekend, um, Daryl DK playing this weekend, um, again Brandon Vasquez playing, Jesus Ferreira. Uh, can he actually make a case uh, long term to to where he fits into the equation? So all of these things where I think we're still on the early end. All of them, by the way, are what 22 or 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 and how old is brandon vasquez um he's older but like he might be 24 um, maybe yeah um but most of them you know still quite a bit projects for the future which is exciting um taylor booth uh now being linked to some even bigger clubs ajax uh for example um and and outside of the area divisi so so not sure what his status is but it's one of those things that if you're the, if you're the coach you're going into this Kind of more on like a progress report of of injuries and updates to say, okay, I've got 26 or 27 players to bring into camp. You know, who am I doing? Uh, because you know all the players we're mentioning are part of the pool, but prior to, prioritizing what you're trying to get out of this camp, I think is really important, whether that's new looks, whether that's results only, you know, because they do need to get the results. Um, and do you have the best team while also sort of moving forward? But I, I, it comes back to every time I think about it through that lens, I, that's sort of a little bit of a club team lens and less so about like the national team's about the players deserving to be there now and the des- deserving to be there and playing today. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and not about like, you know, Jimmy Conrad gets called in. Yeah, you know, what's his purpose uh, if you're not 19? That's sort of the narrative now or 20 or 21. Um, there's also like people that are deserving to be in the national team because they're the best in their position at their, at, regardless of age right now, you know? So it's a little bit hard to prioritize, but... It's it's mostly for me strikers that I'm 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 looking at going into the going into the weekend. Actually, what, what about center backs though? What about center backs? Because you have, I mean, I think Richards comes in, even though he hasn't been first choice for mm-hmm. for a little bit. You want to see him? I'm Cameron Carter Vickers playing for Celtic and, and playing some big games and helping them uh, do well this season and, and winning Scottish Cups and all that good stuff and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, also yeah, Mark know. McKenzie. Mark McKenzie's Mark McKenzie, one that I want to see. You know, it, it's you been Eric almost, Palmer Brown getting more minutes for Trois and, and yeah. yeah, getting good competition. Obviously, going to continue to get better. You got Zimmerman oh, you think and about, Long and everybody. Well, when you think I, about I, those new guys, Jimmy, it's it's a lot of guys that we haven't seen consistently in the national yeah, right, team, right? right? Cameron Carter Vickers, uh, Eric Palmer Brown. It's Chris Mark Richards McKenzie, even. Chris yeah. Richards. They're all like budding stars. Miles Robinson. Uh, Miles Robinson's back from injury. Yeah, yeah, like. These are all guys that are for the future and you want to get them in and sort of see just where are they at? Because again, we, we know that you might be great at the club level and you might not ever be good at the national team level. There is just that reality and it doesn't always translate uh, as, as like a one for one trade. So yeah, seeing that. Um, no, no, I, 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 I would love to see a mix of Miles Robinson for sure. Chris Richards and Cameron Carter Vickers. I, Mark McKenzie has been solid. 
uh, Eric Palmer Brown, let's just like bring him in. It's a good time to bring him in and see what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and kind of knowing what you saw in January and kind of the known quantities already. These are games that we should be able to take care of. No problem. Another one too, I think is interesting is Ant- uh, not Anthony Robinson. I think he would get the start, but, but uh, kind of who we're bringing in that may be impressed in the January camp. John Tolkien jumps to mind. If Taylor Booth is, is healthy, obviously you want to bring him in, but the right back spot. I mean, do you go with a Serginho Des and actually start him? Because I think you bring him in for sure, but but would you go with the Joe Scally? Like I'm just kind of curious. Okay, you might bring these guys in, but then who are you actually? Who's your eleven? Who are you trying to build right. around him? And and it gets back to something we talk about a lot. Like why are you going with that player over someone else? Like what is is it is it? Are you really building towards the future with knowing that Joe Scally could be our guy moving forward, even though Sergio Des isn't that much older than he is? Or or you know, can Sergio? It's there's a lot of questions, and it's unfortunate that we have an interim manager because it would be nice to have somebody full time that's starting to shape this into what they want it to look like. Now, obviously, as we've mentioned plenty of times, and as we know, things are going to change, right? Players are going to have different runs of form. Some are going to grow quicker than others. Some are going to be settled and, and, and really blossoming in whatever club they're at and others are going to struggle and, and not get named to champions league rosters and, and not get their way. And, and, you know, have to get transferred from Germany to, oh. to Holland. If, it's a big it, pool of players know. that, that it's got big, a lot of big, competition and there's going to be a lot. I promise you come 2026, there's going to be far more. I mean, there was a couple of shock omissions um, in this last one or, or admissions uh, when, when I think about like Shaq Moore or whatever um, that, that weren't necessarily part of part of things um, previously. But what I, what I am what I'm suggesting is that 2026, there will be a lot more debate and conversation and controversy around players that deserve to be there in the eyes of many, but weren't selected versus it being like a one-off, like random. I went with my gut. It's going to be like, yo, yeah. but this guy plays every game in the Premier League. And you're like, yeah, but this guy plays every game in the Premier League, but at a bigger club or at a higher level, or I like him. And, and I, that's the that's the world we're heading towards as this pool continues to get quite a bit bigger. I love that. That's the evolution that we've been craving for so long, Keith Pierce. All right, that is the end of the show. I'm calling it here. So on behalf of producer Des and producer Alex and I guess Charlie Chuckwagon Davies and Heath Pierce, I am Jimmy Conrad, cream cheese, trash can Conradino, Conrad also known <laughs> yeah. as Jim. There's just so many nicknames. According to Charlie. Uh, yeah, according to Charlie, I'm cheese cream. But uh, <laughs> And we got, we got Heath Hollywood. But uh, we'll give him a hard time the next time uh, we see him. Anyway, have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy it. Watch those games. Hopefully everybody plays well and everybody stays healthy. And then we'll come back with a couple of shows for you next week. And we cannot wait. We'll see you soon. Later. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.